It's time for The Bright Side, a coaching radio show for changemakers, the organizations and positive leaders creating positive change in the world. The Bright Side is sponsored by P-Link Leadership. At P-Link Leadership, we have one big goal, to accelerate positive change. It's all based on fusing the sciences of human nature with the discipline of leadership to transform the world at work, or as we call it, accelerating positive change in a big way. And now as your host, Alexis Robin, Chief Experience Officer and Co-Founder of P-Link Leadership, I'm here to bring you 10 minutes of insight, theory, and actionable tips to support you on your journey of becoming the best version of yourself. This is Alexis Robin from The Bright Side and P-Link Leadership, and today I want to talk to you about leadership effectiveness and what we mean by leadership effectiveness and how it correlates to business results and what are the areas and mindsets you need to be operating in and growing capacity in, in order to be a more effective leader. Leadership effectiveness as defined by the leadership circle group, which is a group that we use to do 360 assessments uh, for leaders. When we do our executive coaching measures your perceived overall effectiveness as a leader. And it's really answering the question. So in the end, how am I doing as a leader? And there are things that people say about effective leaders, like I'm really satisfied with the quality of leadership they provide, or this is the kind of leader I would like to become or that others should try to be like, or this is an example of an ideal leader. This leader helps the organization to thrive. So these are some of the things that you might hear about an effective leader. So why does this idea of leadership effectiveness matter. Well, at P-Link, we're all about cultivating positive leadership and improving leadership effectiveness. Why? Because we believe the world at work could be a better place and everyone knows it. Positive leaders create and compound great energy. Positive leaders make your work environment a better place. They make things easier. They create trust and psychological safety. And effective leaders are important because leadership effectiveness has been significantly correlated to business outcomes. Things like return on investment, employee job satisfaction, employee engagement and turnover. All of these things are impacted by leadership effectiveness. When you have multiple leaders who do well with their leadership effectiveness, there's also a strong correlation with bottom line performance. Whereas when you have leaders who are ineffective, there is a strong correlation with poor business performance. So if your business is not performing, you may be looking at your product or your marketing or the economy, but what you might not be looking at is your leaders and their effectiveness, because this is an important piece that cannot be overlooked. So let's talk about kind of big five categories of competencies that are important to develop if you want to be an effective leader. Number one is relating. And relating is not just about having people like you or um, being nice. It is about genuine, caring connection. It is about being able to collaborate, being aware of other people's uh, needs and what's going on with them, um, It's also about mentoring and developing. So all of these things fall into that relating category. There is self-awareness, which is also important. You've heard me talk about in almost every show, some element of self-awareness. And this is just a crucial piece of 
becoming an effective leader because you want to know where you're getting in your own way. You want to know what triggers you to lose composure. You want to know what drives your motivation, what your strengths are, all those things. So um, self-awareness is important. The third competency you need to be working on if you want to be a highly effective leader is authenticity. Who are you? And are you that person every day? And can people count on you to show up and live your values and be the same person every day and not show up one day and have your team wonder like which version of him or which version of her will we get today? What version of them will we get today? We don't know. Authenticity is important. And this isn't just about being yourself. This is about knowing yourself and sharing your values. Oftentimes when people score low on 360s in integrity, it's because uh, they don't have those relationships. And so they're not talking to people about being um, in alignment with their values. They're not talking about their values at all. So people don't know if they're living in alignment with who they are and what they believe in because there is no conversation there. So the relating piece really helps to underscore some of these other ones. Uh, then you've got systems awareness, also supported by relating. This is something that was brought to my attention by my friend and our CEO at P-Link, Gretchen Pisano, a few years ago, but she started to notice a pattern of leaders who scored high in systems awareness, having also high scores in relating. And what was interesting about that and, and her insight, which I thought was pretty brilliant, is that um, people who have a lot of relationships in the organization have higher systems awareness. Now, why do you think that is? It's because they talk to more people and so they have a better pulse on what's going on in the organization. And so therefore they are more systems aware. Now there's other pieces to systems awareness outside of having friends in different departments, being able to make choices that have long-term sustainability or that impact positively uh, multiple different things. I thought that was an interesting correlation. And then finally, an effective leader achieves results they get stuff done. They have a good strategy. They're able to share the purpose and vision to keep people motivated. They are decisive under pressure. One of the skills that we need today is being decisive because we don't have all the information and we don't often have the time to really do a super thorough job. So we have to be able to trust our gut sometimes and go with the information we have on hand and to make a decision. Otherwise we lose opportunities. Those are the big five categories, relating, self-awareness, authenticity, systems, awareness, and achieving. If you really want to rock it at effective leadership. So what's the mindset that goes with these? So as you think about the theory of adult development, our consciousness grows over time. So we start, you know, think about teenagers, young adults, adolescents who have kind of this ego mentality. Uh, I know other people are on the planet with me, but I don't really care about them. Like my brain is built so that I take care of myself. I am number one and I really look out for myself. I make choices that impact myself positively. Now that doesn't mean that there's no teenagers out there who do altruistic things. There are plenty, but this is just how we're wired at that stage of consciousness and development. Then we move up the ladder into the mindset of the socialized mind. And this is really a protective stance. It's a space where our safety, our worthiness, our belonging is all tied to things outside of us, hence the socialized mind. So if people like me, if I have the right job, if I got into the right college, if I got the promotion, if I'm the smartest person in the room, if I'm the most moral person, if I have control over everything, if I'm the one who knows how to do everything and like the whole place would burn down without me because I'm the only one who knows how the filing cabinet is set up or how to do certain things. All of those things are outside of our control. 
And so when we're in that socialized mind, we are very affected by other people's opinions, by things that happen to us. And so it becomes much harder to grow. And therefore we're often in a protective state. So we're playing to not lose versus the next stage of adult development, which we'll call the creative based on the leadership circle model. And the creative is about creating outcomes that matter. It's about moving towards vision and playing to win. So you've got people in the reactive who are playing to not lose ineffective leadership. You've got people in the creative who are playing to win more effective leadership. You've got people who are visionary, who are moving towards the goals that they want, solving problems, flipping problems into opportunities. Okay. So we're not getting enough readership on our emails. That's a problem. Ooh, or it's an opportunity to change how we're doing our emails, to change the content we're putting out in the world, to change how we're talking to our clients and our followers. That's an opportunity. That is sexy leadership. People want to follow that. It feels good to follow somebody who's going towards what they want versus following somebody who's terrified that something bad is going to happen and is constantly protecting against that. When you think about this idea of effective leadership, the mindset is truly that my worthiness, my safety, my belonging comes from inside. And we call this self-authoring. So the self-authoring mind really helps us to understand that I can make a mistake and I can still be valuable as a human being. I can say something that nobody else agrees with and still belong to the group. I can quit my job and try to do something on my own and still be safe. And so these are the things that um, really help us to be effective leaders and help us to achieve results and to solve for things that are um, positively impacting the system. So when you think about the mindset that best supports effective leadership, you want to be thinking about that self-authoring creative mindset where you're moving towards what you want versus avoiding what you don't want. How do you do this? How do you continue to build up your leadership effectiveness? Number one, become really aware of yourself. Understand your stories, your assumptions, your fears. When you get triggered by things, when you get you lose your composure, uh, when you feel really upset about something, a visceral response, ask yourself, what's at risk for me right now? What's going on? Notice if you can find the belief or the risk that's associated with safety, belonging, or worthiness. That's generally at the base of all reactivity. Take a breath pause, create the space between stimulus and response. We have all heard that great quote between stimulus and response is a space. And in that space, there's our choice. So open up your choices by taking a breath. When you notice the physiological response, the emotional response to something and choose how you want to move forward, choose the mindset you want to be in, make friends with things that make you lose your composure. Uh, understand that Things are going to come back and they're going to spark something that might make you feel less than, it might make you feel shame, it might make you feel unworthy or unsafe. And so if you can get to know those, I often, when mine perks up, my my personal uh, friend that is a trigger is that I should know better. And so whenever it pops up in my line of thought, I think, oh, hello, old friend, where have you been? It's been a while since I've seen you. And by treating my belief that I should know better, which is a big trigger for reactive behavior, 
I'm able to address it and manage it. In the absence of knowing what it is, it managed me for many, many years. So make friends with your triggers, make friends with the beliefs that um, that drive that reactivity versus that creativity in terms of how you want to be as an effective leader. And finally, ask for feedback. If you feel like you're not as uh, effective as you could be, then certainly asking for feedback from trusted sources, your boss, your colleagues, a friend at work about how you're showing up can be helpful. And if you need um, more feedback because you can't understand what's going on, a 360 can be incredibly powerful. And so I, I said earlier in the show, we use a product called the Leadership Circle Profile. It's a fantastic 360 that's very um vision focused versus problem focused. It identifies all the areas, um, where you can grow, but it also gives you a path forward, which I just really love about it. So, um, lots of ways to lean into that effective leadership. You can get a coach, you can, um, join a group or community of leaders and, uh, you can read books. There are a lot of great reading out there, um, that will help you to become a better and more effective leader. So this has been The Bright Side. I'm Alexis Robin, and I thank you for being a listener. I appreciate we have people listening from all of the continents, um, many, many countries. I so appreciate it. I wonder who you are in those different countries and invite you to email me and tell me a little bit about your story if you want at alexis at plinkleadership.com. But also I invite you to check out our website, plinkleadership.com. If you're looking for support in your company, uh, we have an incredible team of coaches and facilitators who do work that is pretty different from your average training. And, uh, we also have an awesome leadership community that allows entrepreneurs who can't afford typical development programs or expensive coaching packages, uh, to get support. It also provides an amazing community of leaders who are working towards being more effective and more positive because they also believe that the world at work could be a better place and everyone knows it. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the show.